Big earnings day today, too, by the way, while we're waiting on these, the crew to get here. Incredible moves, especially AMD. Huge on the semiconductor space. And uh, seeing AMD after hours, giving some back. Actually pulled back to a very interesting spot. So uh, anybody who's been following along knows that I like to use anchored VWAP. And it has pulled back to an anchored VWAP location I've got right at. 162.87.85 call it so that's very interesting to see that could be a spot that it holds tomorrow if it breaks you know amd could drop as far as uh, 150 i would call it 150 50. um just looking at again anchored vwap from prior earnings and then at pivot points since the prior earnings most recently uh you know at the beginning of the year january 2nd and january 3rd and uh, yeah, pulled right back to that that anchor VWAP pivot point. So we'll see, see if it holds up tomorrow for continued selling and drops to the next level, which I got right at basically 150. Bummer to see them sell off, but that could be a great opportunity here with AMD. I mean, it was guidance that was just lower than expected. So um, that that is definitely something that keep an eye on. And as soon as I find some support, I have to take advantage, maybe with a longer longer position there. Uh, maybe swing some longer term uh, options. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll get into some of that if we, uh, you know, we'll talk futures like like we've got titled here. But if the conversation swings, we might get into some of these earnings conversation as well and, and look at talking about markets. So I see Kay's out there through your invite. Jaws dropped you an invite to speak. Thanks for joining, guys. Also, we usually start about 15 minutes later than we did tonight. So I think maybe getting a little late start to the crew. We'll see how that goes. Might be showing up right on the hour. Hey, Kay. How's your day been, sir? Hey, Nate. Every hi. Good evening. How's it going? I was just talking about AMD pulling back after hours. Did you have any thoughts on that? The guy they guided lower. I mean, I think they beat otherwise, right? Yeah, guided lower. exactly. But the same, you can see the same thing happening with uh, Microsoft and uh, Google as well. Yeah, Google. I saw, um, and so Google's really pulling down the big names, right? I think Microsoft and Meta trading kind of following along um in sympathy would you is that is that what i'm seeing there yeah, yeah google sold off huge yeah, so. yeah google google really sold off over here it's like almost a five percent on google um, yeah I, I got it down to 142 and three quarters yeah 142.75 so this is right where it hit some resistance previously so again similar i was just saying with amd is right at anchor vwap and for google pulled back it's right here at 141 you know actually bounced a little bit right off where he had dropped to so the low he got to is 140.86 and that's about right looks like there's some support there for google so that'll be very yeah. interesting going going back to the amd part actually uh yeah. it did get rejected from the trend line uh, the trend channel. So I'm I'm hoping if there's more selling, we still have enough room to go down on AMD. Yeah, there's definitely room. There's a, so there's a couple of spots that I'm targeting, but it could go as low as 150, I think. And uh, that would be if it finds support. You know, I'll be interested. You know, me and semiconductors, I just can't get enough of that action. Absolutely. 
It's been good. It's been good. Marvell has been looking good. So we'll see how that's trailing. If that, I don't think that really gets much after hours action. But yeah, it looks like, in fact, it sold off a little bit in sympathy as well. So yeah, tomorrow yeah. we might see chips pulling back a bit. Yeah, I think the same thing we're seeing with Qualcomm as well. Qualcomm is down 2.5% and they report earnings tomorrow. So we'll see how that plays out. Is it before the bell or after? No, it's after market close. Okay, yeah. Got it. Hey, Frank, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Nate. How are you? Doing well. Glad you could be on. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we do this every Tuesday, right? Like we talk talk markets and you know talk trade ideas and what have you. So I thought, you know, why not talk about futures trading? And um, hopefully, we can get the crew here and and maybe get into it a little bit. But is that your main, you know, is that your main uh, style of trading or your focus, or do you kind of mix it up? I, I mix it up. It's my main focus. I trade NQ. Um... But, you know, I trade options. I actually, um, <laughs> I try not to trade too much during earnings. It's it's like gambling to me. So, for me yep. anyway. So, like, I was, I had a, where are we? I'm on the screen here. Um, I had a, where are we? I actually had Qualcomm puts that I, I sold on the bell today, um, right before the bell. I've had them for about four days. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, it's it's down a little uh, right now. It's down another, you know, 40 cents. But uh, it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'm not that surprised by the earnings. Um, I actually bought uh, NQ on the opening at 6 o'clock. And, uh, you know, just as like a lotto, I bought 20, I actually bought MNQ, the smaller. I bought 20 MNQ on the opening and, and made 40 points this, this afternoon or this evening. But like today was a tough day. It was, it was a tough trading day. I was, I pretty much broke even. Um, I was down, I was a little red. Now I'm green, obviously, because I bought that opening. Um, and you know, there's a gap that needs to be filled, but there's some gaps underneath. So tomorrow's going to be an interesting day, especially with the Fed. Yeah, definitely. I think the Fed tomorrow is going to, I'm one, I was wondering if that will mute today's, I, I heard a comment that that might actually slow tonight's or this evening's trading a little bit, as far as futures are concerned, kind of keep them in a tighter range, possibly. Well, there are, in the, I mean, they, they opened it, you know, people were bailing. Obviously, people got caught long. Um, into these earnings, figuring they'd be blowout, and and they were. They were all solid earnings. It's just that they, you know, they, they've had big moves, and uh, you know, it was kind of like a little bit of a sell the news event. Although I don't think we're we can really make a decision on that till tomorrow, and I think that you know most Fed days are are pretty quiet until he starts talking, and then you get the volatility. And you know, I'm not I'm not great at I, I do trade them, but I trade them smaller because it's you know it's whiplash all over the place. But tonight could be interesting. You know, we'll see. I see when when Europe opens. Um. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm looking... I, I I really think it was a nothing like 
I don't think the earnings today were anything, you know, I think that a lot of guys had, you know, positions and, uh, you know, that were trading options. Uh, you know, it looks like an IV crush to me. Um, you know, the moves, the big moves are what, 5%? They needed to be more than that for guys to make money. Yeah, a lot of these implied moves were 10, 11%. And uh, so you're exactly right. The IV crush is going to, uh, take take out a number. It doesn't matter if you're, doesn't matter what direction you were picking, right? Like right. unless you were running some iron condors or or some sort of sideways, uh, you know, positioning, then yeah, absolutely right. And so that's actually one of the, the reasons that uh, I like to talk about futures and kind of look into trading futures because I think that's natural for most options traders, right? Is to progress into looking at futures trading, um, because of the you know, you, it can be tiring. Like that's almost the best way to put it. Like exhausting to deal with uh, decay and options, right? And and so yeah. you can you can just kind of eliminate that from the picture um, by trading futures. Is that is that what kind of got your attention, or is it just something that you naturally gravitated to as far as trading futures? I ran a uh, futures uh, futures fund. Uh, for a couple years in uh, 2012 to 2014, um, it was quite a ride. And I, uh, my background is in futures and in equities. I was a, a specialist on the New York Stock Exchange for about 25 years. So, um, and we traded huge. We traded a lot of futures as hedges against our um, firm positions, and we traded a lot of options. Uh, against our positions as, as market makers. Yeah, um, sure. This is all, obviously, years later, everything's electronic. It's all changed, but it's the same. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of thought about, like, oh, the market makers are doing this, the market makers, and, and they do, but they're reacting to the order flow, right? So if, there's, if you're a buyer, they're a seller. If they're a seller, you're a seller, they're a buyer. But, like, they, they don't they don't get nearly as involved as everyone thinks they do because, you know, they make, they're making the spread. They don't need to take too much risk. I mean, they're, they're collecting, you know, pennies on zillions of shares every year. Um, so, uh, you know, and if they decide to take a position, you know, they put a hedge on themselves. So, you know, I, I don't think they're as as much of a, a, a player as everyone thinks they are. I mean, their their numbers are incredible, but that's because they're 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 making spreads on millions and you know hundreds of millions of shares. Uh, when I was a specialist, we used to we trade we used to take huge positions and and hedge them with options. Um, we ran about. 300 stocks and there was probably 50 of which we were major players in. So, um, yeah, so that's, I did that for a couple of years. I couldn't size it up. I, I did very well, but I couldn't get the capital in order to make it profitable, you know, with the marketing, with the salespeople. And so while everybody was ahead and, and doing okay, I, I shut it down. It was exhausting too. But it was fun to build it. You know, I built it once. I could probably build it again. But at my age, there's no re real reason to do so. No, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that uh, because I don't think too many really get that kind of insight. And uh, you obviously have a lot of in-depth knowledge on 
a lot of the stuff we'll be talking about and, and you know, talk about every week here. Um, and by the way, for those tuning in, you've got a great audience tonight, as we tend to get. Uh, appreciate you all. And uh, make sure you follow the speakers here. They're taking time to share knowledge and drop their wisdom. So uh, all free of charge, just like we always do it. And, uh, yeah, so give them a follow. They'll improve your timeline, no doubt. Uh, let me reel it on over to another speaker we got up here. I see Stocks After Dark was able to join us. I'm glad you jumped up on stage. How are you doing this evening? Hey, Nate. Hey, Frank. Good evening. Hey, Killa. How are you? You're killing it, my friend. Good for hey. you. Hey, thanks, Frank. It's, it's, it's been a good day. Today was, as you said earlier, Frank, um, today was a day that in the morning session destroyed a lot of people just because um, it was chopping up like crazy. And then finally, a little bit right before launch or during launch is when they finally made the leg down and then um, gave a, a, a clear direction or easy direction to, for people to trade and whatnot. So, um, but no, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Can't, can't complain. Um, you go, we all follow one another. So you all see me just blasting tweets out all day, every day in and whatnot. So I apologize for the mass amounts of tweets that you probably seen coming from me. I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, it's great to hear you had a good day. How, how do you typically, I mean, is that what you usually do? Hang back and wait for direction and then trade with momentum? Is it, is that your typical style? And do you, you, you trade futures as well? I'm, I'm assuming is that what your focus is? Or do you, yeah, that, you that's, mix it up? Yeah, that's my main focus right now, Nate. Um, I was, you know, just like everybody else, you know, originally, you know, started with just trading commons and whatnot. And then investors started dabbling into, into options. And just like everybody else, or uh, what you said earlier is, um, I feel like once you go from options to futures, you won't go back just because, um, <clears throat> because especially if you're trading like, you know, either QQQ or, or SPY, just because with, I mean, with ES and NQ, it's the same, it's essentially the same thing, but the futures version of it. And the benefit of trading futures, um, one, the tax, for those of us in the US, the tax benefit is that it's a 60-40 long-term versus short-term capital gains. Uh, versus option trading, you know, SPY and QQQ, you're getting taxed at short-term capital gains, which is 35%, right? SPX, different story, six, you know, 60-40 as well. Um, but the biggest thing with options is that you're now you're fighting against theta decay, right? The, the, the decay of your premiums. And, you know, most people who are trading options, you know, especially SPY or QQQ, let's be honest, most of these new traders, um, are trading zero DT, right? Because they want the big bang. They want the, the glitz and the glam. They want the the money now that they see, unfortunately, on X, TikTok, uh, whatever, you know, Gen Z or AAA, whatever we call the 2000 and up babies now. They want that quick money. <clears throat> and, you know, they get the zero DTs and they'll hit the home run here and there. And then eventually, most likely, they consistently just get crushed because, you know, you don't have enough leeway with zero DT. But once you get to futures, um, there is no decay, as you said, right? We're literally trading price action, which is very similar to trading commons, right? So we can sit in a trade all day. You can have terrible execution, or you can be totally wrong um, with it, um, you know, the market direction. Um, but you know, with any equity that we trade, most of the time there's usually two moves in 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 a given day, right? Usually the morning rush and then the afternoon rush, and usually we'll have a leg down and then the reversal on the back end or vice versa. So with futures, we have that benefit of not worrying about the decay. And and if you um, trade futures, we can swing it into the next day. And you, so you can still sit there with um, the, the not having the fear of, you know, theta, right? I mean, especially those of us that have traded zero TTE before, 
you notice that maybe if you went long in the morning, it went, you know, it was short, you know, the first move actually was short. And then by lunchtime, it came back maybe to where you entered, but you were still down because of zero, you know, the state of the K. And then you would still need to wait for a, you know, decent sized move up to the upside in order to even be in slight profit. Um, and then, you know, another benefit with futures is that we don't need a big movement to actually capitalize on earning decent amount of money, right? You know, we can have, um, you know, maybe five points or 10 points on any of the futures, then, you know, that's, you know, anywhere from 20 to, to 40 ticks. And for those of you that are new, uh, the way futures move is that one point is four ticks and each tick is worth, you know, a certain dollar value depending on which, um, you know, futures um, uh, that you trade. And you don't, if you trade it, you realize that you don't need a big, big movement to, to capitalize on it. So um, for me, I think a lot of people that uh, I've told future about futures, they have made the swap and, you know, they don't really go back to, to options because you can make um, just as much, if not even more um, money with futures. And it's not as difficult, in my opinion, because you are, you are given a little bit more leeway and forgiveness on your execution. Like if you timed it incorrectly, you can just sit in it and, 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 and wait for it to come back to what you thought it originally was. It's just the timing, but with um, options, it's just not as forgiving. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I primarily focus on, but Nate, to answer your question, uh, my style, uh, it's a little bit weird uh, or unique. I trade um, a mixed style. So I trade something called a strat. I'm not sure if anybody heard of it, but it's a style where we basically look at the candles in a certain um, uh, order. So in the traditional, um, you know, candlestick patterns, we, you know, everybody's learned probably like, yeah, hey, you have a bearish, bullish engulfing, bearish or bullish harami, doji, spinning top, uh, three white knights, three black crows, et cetera, right? So, and there's, you know, everybody's seen that cheat sheet with uh, the candlestick patterns and, and whatnot, where there's like 50 to 100 different candlestick patterns. It's, and it's hard to memorize that. Um, with a strat, we look at the candles in, in three different ways, right? It's either a one candle, a two candle, or a three candle, meaning that we assign a number to it, right? A one candle means that it's, a, it's an inside candle. That means that that candle, the current candle, is contained within the previous candle. A two candle just means that it's a directional candle. Either it went up or down, meaning that it took out the previous candle's high or the previous candle's low. A three candle is the same thing as a bullish or bearish engulfing. It took out the previous candle's high and low. So that's part of the strategy I use, along with something called um, the EMA clouds, which um, yeah, I think a gentleman by the name of Ripster, he was one that originally created it. It's just a graphical representation of um, the 9, 21, and 34 EMA all formed into a color gradient, which I think a lot of people have seen it by now. Um, and it just shows you, you know, the momentum of the market right now in terms of the structure, whether it's bullish or bearish. And um, so I use that along with correlation with the strat and also the volume and patterns and, you know, what the candle itself is telling me. Um, and that's kind of how I trade. So, um, and, you know, traditional supply, demand, support and resistance, um, and imbalances. So it's just like a, it's a, it's a weird mix in terms of my style. I don't trade just one particular thing. I kind of use multiple avenues to kind of give me my confluence. I love it. That's fantastic. And, uh, I'm going to take a minute here to break it down a little bit and, and hear more uh, about, you know, we're just going to get into the details because I think we have traders of all different experience levels here and, you know, so for futures trading, right, for those of you who are familiar with trading stocks and options, right, trading an option, 
you're effectively every time you buy a contract it's giving you um rights either you know there are different rights depending on caller puts but it's rights to 100 shares um with respect to that contract and in futures it's a little bit different and um and like we, we were saying there's no theta decayed to, to worry about so what does that mean you know in the options world as you near expiration date your options you know it's built the price of the option is built up of many things and one of those is has to do with time left to expiration and as as you get near expiration you get this decay in the the value of your price that is known as theta decay and so you don't have to worry about that um, when you're dealing with futures and you know so you know as was mentioned you can swing um into the next day you, you don't have to worry about this added element um but then there's also you know the different time time frames that you can trade at different times in the day that you can't otherwise when you're trading you know standard equities or I don't know if that's the right way to put it, standard equities, but, you know, trading stocks and options. Um, so this is great. I appreciate you guys getting up here and sharing a little bit of information and breaking it down. I see Shark joined us. Shark, how are you doing this evening? Glad you can make it up here on stage. And uh, up, I believe, are you a full-time, like, you focus mostly on futures trading or do you mix it up as well? Yeah, sometimes I, I, I trade options, but I'm more so on the futures side now. Nice. All right. So let's get into some of the, the the futures trading. So Frank, you mentioned MNQ, right? And so we've got minis and different different options of trading futures. I mean, you can trade different commodities, the whole nine. But I think for the most part, um, if I'm not mistaken, what the panels you know focus on is trading the NQ or you know the S and P. So um, could, who would like to break down for us, you know, the difference between um, the, the different options you have out there for trading futures? And I guess really another another big question I think people have are what what capital, how much money do you need, right? Is this something where you need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars? Because I think that is a mis misconception that that's the case. And uh, so it'd be great to kind of break that down. Any takers on that one? Frank, could I throw that back to you, actually? Um, so I trade NQ and MNQ. MNQ is, is 120th. So, like, if you're a swing, if you want to swing trade futures, I would suggest using MNQ, which is uh, 50 cents a tick or $2 a point. You know, 20 lots is actually one NQ. Um, and then, you know, I trade e I, I trade a lot of NQ, but, you know, I used to trade ES, and I do trade ES occasionally. Um, it's been pretty – I like the volatility Wait, of NQ. 20 though. NQ? It's 20 MNQ to 1 NQ? Or yeah. It, oh, I thought it was 10. Oh. oh, my God. No. No. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's two dollars a point versus twenty dollars a point, Sharky. So yeah, keep going. Explain that. A it's bit. the it's, it's the ES that's that's one to ten, right? Right. Ah, there we go. So yeah, explain that a little bit if you don't mind getting into it, right? So the different, as you mentioned, fifty cents per tick on uh, the minis, and so you know, break that down a bit. So when you're trading, like. And you're having a good day. What does it look like uh, on a good day? How many ticks are you hitting that on? Um, you know, do you feel like, oh, this is a great session? 
you know, does it, this require a huge move in points or is it not quite? Not well, quite. I, I'm looking for, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'll scalp around them. Um, but I'm looking to like build a position and then scale out of it, reverse scale out of it. In other words, sell ones and twos. And then when it hits my target, you know, blast, blast the, the rest of them out or, or, or a good part of them and then, and then let the runners go. So it, it all depends. You know, my normal size is somewhere between 30 and 90. Um, and then sometimes I'm trading the NQ. So I go back and forth, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm firing, um, to scalp, I'll trade the, uh, NQ, you know, for 10 points, but I like, I want to get, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred points. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and looking for the setups to get that. So you, you don't need a lot of money to trade these things. Um, right. I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're just getting into want to trade a small account, what does a small account look like? Well, you can actually learn how you can get you can get finance for a small account too. I haven't done that, but some people do that. You know, they have several. They 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 learn how to trade them, and then they go out and they a prop trading firm sponsors them. Um, so you can do that when you're first starting, and most guys blow out of their accounts pretty often when they're starting to learn. Like for $350, you can open a prop account and they, they put you through a test. Once you pass that test, they have rules and regs they go by. But uh, if you succeed, which most people do not, I think it's 94% do not succeed. Um, you know, you can actually pull money out. Now, those props are, uh, you're trading a sim account, a simulated account. It's not real money. And they, and they, the way they pay you is by the people that fail. And if you're really good at it, they probably start trading and, and use your strategy and, and follow you. Um, I've never done it. So I'm sure Sharky and, and uh, stocks after dark can, um, can say more about that. But um, yeah, the, the, the margin requirements are different with each brokerage. Firm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, I appreciate that. And that's, that's actually a really good point to, to make is that you do need to check with your brokerage firm re regarding requirements there. Stocks after dark, you've been patiently waiting. What are your thoughts? Hey, Frank, thanks. Uh, good points. Um, hey, Nate, <clears throat> just to answer your question, like, like you said, um, you know, for futures account, you know, um, I'm not getting to the, the prop firm right now, but just traditional futures account, right? The, uh, you know, there's two things that we can do. One, you can day trade the futures account, so that means you have to close out your position um, pretty much by 5 p.m. New York time, and then you can open it back up again 6 p.m. Um, the same day. Um, and there's other accounts where you trade futures and you can swing the trades, but you have to have enough margin to 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 um, having your account to trade it. So you can start a a with non-profit firm account. You can you know you you don't need very much money to actually start a futures account. You can go as little as like three, four, five hundred dollars. Of course, you have to know that that's going to be your liquidation um, amount. Then, if you put five hundred dollars and you get in trade and it goes against you five hundred dollars, then you get liquidated um, and whatnot. <clears throat> um, so, but in terms of prop firms, just like Frankie was saying, um, there, I mean, that's kind of like new. I guess the new fad on the street right now is that that's why everybody's trading. And just like Frank was explaining on a high over uh, high overview level, is that you know these 
firms will essentially uh, allow you to trade a SIM account, and then you have a performance criteria that you are benchmarking against. And if you pass the firm um, evaluation, which is basically a profit target, then they give you, um, you know, whether whether they call it a funded account, a performance account, or a live account. Um, it's, it all depends on which, you know, firm you go with, they determine differently. Then they give you a set of rules that you got to trade within. And if you, just like Frank said, if you perform very well, then you get, you know, payout. And there's certain rules to get payouts, you know, and that takes time. And they want to see consistency because, like Frank said, they're looking for people that can consistently perform so that, you know, because they take a, a cut of your your earnings, right? You know, some firms will be eight, two split, nine, 10 split, seven, three uh, split. So, you know, just like Frank said, like most of these people will fail and that's how they generate a lot of their money. Um, but it is good, in my opinion, as a entry way to learn about futures trading, um, just because unlike options or commons, the, the, the way that futures trade works in terms of how much money you get is a little bit different. And it's, it's, it's almost great to people when they first um, get into it. And I actually posted a Excel file, a uh, screenshot that I created showing you just like on ES, you know, one point um, is four ticks and how much does that translate into dollars and whatnot. And you can see that, you know, with, for ES, just like with five, you know, for one contract, five, if it moves five points, you make $250. So it's just, it's a little different, but if, you know, if people want to get into, into future trading, you know, then a prop firm is not a bad way to go because, you don't have to invest um, very much capital to to get started. You know, some some companies will allow you to to pay as little as like thirty dollars to get a, an account to to trade with. And it, like I said, if you do well enough, you actually will get a payout and whatnot. Um, and so there is a element of realism into it compared to if you're just paper trading on you know you know Fingerswim or any other brokers because you know I think with paper trading, we all have done it one time or another, and you know we're freaking billion years in paper trading because we don't really care. But at least with the you know, prop firms, there's an element of um, realism because you pay money for it. And two, you, there's an incentive because if you perform well enough, you can get a, a certain payout for it. But um, to you know, tag on to what Frankie was saying, the, you know, the four main uh, you know, tickers or symbols that people trade in terms of um, prop firms is you know, ES, which is S&P 500 minis. So we have the minis and micros. The minis are the big ones, the micros are small ones, right? And then NQ for NASDAQ, and then you have MES for the uh, for um, ES again, and then you have MNQ for the um, for the minis for for the NQ. So, um, and they're all worth different values and whatnot. And you know, people can search it, or we can post. I can post it on. on to yeah, MNQ. I, I stand corrected. MNQ is one tenth the size of NQ, so it's fifty cents a tick for N for MNQ. It's five dollars a tick for NQ. Uh, Sharky was right. I was wrong. So it is. It is one to one. Yeah, it's it one. Is. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, it's one tenth. Sharky, I've been trading since eight o'clock this morning. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're drinking a beer over here. We're, we're all good. I'm a, I'm a degenerate for sure. I've reached that point now. Um, no, I, you know, I've been trading a long time today because I was just I, I was very patient today and and had winners that I, I, I turned into break even or small losers. And so uh, I needed to make myself right on the opening of uh, the six o'clock opening, which I did. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really fast moving. If you don't use stop orders, you get your head ripped off. You'll probably lose your shirt in minutes. You have to have a place. You have to know where you're going before you enter the trade. 
Um, you have to, by that I mean you need you need to have a profit target, and you need to scale. Um, it's probably smart to scale unless you're you know really good at it. Um, I scale a lot. I add in and add out of positions. I work around positions. I manipulate my positions. Um, and but the thing that saves me, and and especially on days like this, is I had firm stops where like hell or high water that hits my stop i'm out and most of the time when i'm profitable i never let them go negative ever 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 and and that's the key because these things can move um 30 points in 30 seconds i've seen it happen 40 points in in, in a minute so i think i think that's a perfect thing to to talk about a little bit here and uh by the way any of you guys trading at the moment or uh, anybody taking any trades you guys I know you just mentioned me going since 8 a.m., so probably not, Frank. No, my screen's open. Like, it opened at 6 o'clock, and I actually had uh, 20 to buy and 20 to sell. <laughs> so I had limit orders in below and above, and I, I bought the opening in uh, NQ and uh, at uh, 174.10, and I was out at 174.50 uh, in about – I don't know. Four minutes. Nice. That's forty exciting. points in forty points in four minutes. Forty points, twenty contracts. So twenty times uh, twenty contracts, two dollars a point. That's forty times four is uh, twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, I think that quickness speaks to a lot of um, people who listen, myself included. So twelve hundred bucks in four minutes. You can lose yeah. that much in four minutes, right? Right. Yeah, no doubt. Socks after dark. Do you have something else you want to add? Uh, no, I just posted um, some stuff in the comments section um, so that people can nice. see how, like the, the ticker symbols, how much each each ticket's worth, and then um, the dollar value and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I would just say that you know if you're interested in futures trading, um, try a prop firm. I think it's a good good yeah. uh, entryway into if I actually dumping a lot of your own real cash because um, just like Frank said, these things, especially NQ. It moves very violently, very quickly, and if you oversize, you will, you will be out before you even realize it. So um, I would just say that you know it's, it's a great way to 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 get into it. But I would say that anybody that gets into futures trading, hardly ever goes back to trading options on S and P 500 or or QQQ. Now they'll still trade options on other equities, you know, like you know, uh, the tech, oils, uh, semiconductors, whatever. But in terms of SPY and QQQ, once you go to ES and NQ, you hardly go back because the money that you get from futures is just as good, if not even better, sometimes than option trading. Um, but to answer your question, Nate, I, I am actually in NQ longs, but I got into these um, pretty much at 6, 6 8, uh, p.m. tonight. So I'm not telling anybody to get into it. I'm just long and I have my stops in, so I can't go red. Nice. Yeah. Not financial So if you guys, are, whoever's listening, interested in prop firm, DM <laughs> Sharky. I'm going to throw you under the bus. DM Sharky because he's got some experience with it and he can lead you in the right direction. And and um, we're good friends and uh, he's uh, he's excellent and he's a great guy and he's a, a kind guy and uh, he wouldn't screw anybody. He's the nicest guy on the, I know on the, on the spaces. So. Uh, yeah, DM Sharky if you guys want to know something more about uh, about uh, prop trading. He could probably lead you to the right firm and, you know, who can take care of you the best. 
and I, I'm going to do it when I, once I have a, some, I'm moving to a new office and I, I'm going to challenge myself to uh, sign up and, and do it. Cause I've never done it before. Um, just for fun. See if I can take all their money. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm glad we could get Sharky up on here. I'm glad you could join us, Sharky. And uh, it's been, you know, this has been a great discussion and I, I just want to kind of recap a couple of quick points here. Cause I think they've been well said and I don't want them to get lost here. One, the prop firms that you can try, check them out because it's a way to, like you said, you pay um, a monthly fee or something like that. It's, it's you pay, and I think it's actually like a reload fee, not a monthly fee. So to reload your account, and so the, your money is at stake. So you have, you know, something at risk there. But then if you, like, like I said, you can earn your stripes, so to speak, and then be given an account and be funded. And then you'll take percentages of your winnings, that kind of a thing. And it helps you manage your risk, right? Versus putting up um, maybe more of your own capital. So definitely something if you're interested in futures, you know, you want to learn about everything, before uh, all the risks that you're taking before you get involved heavily, right? Like with anything else. And then something I keep hearing over and over, which is I've, you know, heard this repeatedly, is um, you want to use your stop loss, right? Like people use mental stop losses and whatnot in trading, you hear it all the time. But with futures, you know, the moves can be quick and the, each tick on, on the tape is, you know, those are dollars. And if you use utilize a stop loss, you can really manage your risk. And, you know, there's no guarantee of preventing losses, obviously in any kind of trading, but uh, it is definitely um, the type of trading where you don't want to mess around, leave, positions open without, you know, having those stop losses in place because it can go against you in a big way, in a quick way. And I think, you know, there's some, uh, it, it's a little bit of an intimidation factor there where people are a little bit worried about um, losing big amounts of money trading futures. And, uh, you know, really it comes down to just getting educated on the subject. And that's why we're holding, you know, spaces like this tonight with these guys that, who have the education and the, the experience trading. So, I appreciate it again, you guys, for joining us. Be sure you're giving everybody a follow. And Paul, you snuck on stage and you're a regular here. Do you? I don't know. We've talked about trading futures, though. Do you? You you dabble in the future trading? I know we we talk options often. Hey team, can you guys hear me? Gotcha, gotcha. Paul. Yeah, I mean, f futures is a um, it's an interesting beast because uh, you know, you can trade you know more hours of the day. You know, I think it was Sharky or one of these guys I just hopped on was saying that they've been trading uh, since early, early in the morning, you know, been at the screen for 12 or 16 hours a day or whatever. I mean, it, it, it gives you some, it gives you freedom, but it also enables uh, kind of the, the, the degen ability to just, uh, you know, get to be on, you know, there's no start, stop or start, you know, you can be on, uh, you, you know, 23, it's like 23, five or something for a lot of these, uh, future names. Um, the important, I don't know if you guys talked about this with futures, the important consideration is that, um, you know, futures requires margin, right? So, um, it's with margin, uh, a lot of traders, you know, I, 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 um, sort of suggest any trader that's that's starting out or or probably most people like you shouldn't even dabble with margin and and they make margin so easy to use uh, so easy to to get especially with like robin hood or rebull or whatever else it's easy to get to turn margin on and um and, and if you're dealing with margin you have to be extremely 
uh, risk adverse, I think, because, uh, you know, it can, that can sort of snowball and turn around and bite you in the butt. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if, like if you if you got a cash account, and you blow up your cash account. Uh, yes, that's awful. But, you know, that that is your loss. Uh, you know, if, if you uh, get sort of snowballed in a margin account, like snowball into a big loss, like like real quick, that could that could be bad. So. Uh, I, I would I would suggest anyone like you know if you're if you're getting involved with futures understand like hey you're playing with margin, um, so you don't want to get burned. So you have to be extremely disciplined with your risk management. Um, stop losses are a must. Stop losses are required because you're not always going to be right. You can't just keep huffing huffing that copium. You know if the trade is going against you, going against you, going against you, going against you, then all of a sudden. Uh, you, you owe, owe a lot of money. So I, I would um, definitely just tr- emphasize and lean into that, like risk management, stop losses, number one, like even more so. Yeah, very important. Yeah. Even more so than for options. Uh, I mean, you have to be extremely disciplined with margin. So in futures, it, it is, you are trading margin, but there's a, a bot that's watching your positions. And if you get close, if you go under margin, they'll liquidate your positions before you go bust. So they do liquidate you. Okay. Um, yeah. If you, so like if you have, you know, $10,000 in the account and you're long, you know, 10 NQ, um, by the time you get down to 2000, you're not trading 10 NQ, you're trading one. Um, and they'll liquidate you without you even know it. I mean, you'll see it on your screen. It'll just it'll disappear. So they have um, handcuffs on your uh, account. So you can't actually go to negative. It's not like um, it's not like uh, naked selling calls, right? It's uh, where you can lose an in, in, infinite amount. Um, there's a finite amount, and that's your whole account. So and, and before you get on, Paul, we talked about these um, prop firms. It's a great place to go to learn how to... Um, trade futures because uh it's you're you're learning on a simulator and they're paying you from a simulator so the, you know they have all the sales you can pay 300 dollars to sign up and you know i'm a lot of guys that, that i've heard on spaces you know a, a few guys you know they've blown like you know 5 10 20 accounts and, and you know, know you just re you just re-up and do it again so that's a lot of it's it's actually a pretty inexpensive way to learn how to trade futures. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and that's what they uh, they're certainly I know those the, and they're betting on you. They're yeah. betting on you failing. Yes, right? they're betting on you and failing. I, I, yes. I heard the number. I I heard the numbers around ninety four percent. Ninety four percent. That's incredible. Right. Wow. Ninety four four percent failure. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, there's guys that are on the spaces I'm on. There's probably 10 that have all blown accounts, but there's also probably all 10 have taken money out of those prop firms. But I think they've been trading for a couple of years. So um, it's definitely, it's not something you should do. You should have to, you have to have a system. Um, Stocks After Dark has a system. He's got a strat. I have a strat. Um, to find confluence and it, it's similar to his, but, uh, cause I pull from a lot of directions. Uh, I'm a technician by trade and a, a trader. I, I, um, learned candlesticks from Steve Neeson who wrote the book. Um, and I had 50 traders working for me. So I, they all had to go through the same process. 
And that was in the late 90s and early 2000s. So, you know, you start with the books and you go from there. It's just like any other kind of learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm short a little uh, on the MNQ at uh, 40, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the red candle go down. I'm like, oh, yeah, there they go. Yeah, it's funny. I just pulled up MNQ just because, you know, as you were talking, I thought I should be taking a look and see if there's any action. And uh, yeah, there you go. Start selling. So. so Sharky and I trade together a lot during the day. Nice. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, usually we're on the same side. But not always. That's what makes the market like they say. Um, and by the way, I pinned what Stocked After Dark was mentioning earlier to the top. So those posts are up there. I also pinned my newsletter up just because if you're uh, interested, if you missed you know, some of this earlier uh, discussion, uh, I do repost it in the morning, full recording, and uh, it comes out with the newsletter. You can always catch the recorded spaces as well. All right, guys, I just want to jump in. There's Wolf. Yeah, he might be joining. I'm not sure if he'll be able to like, Get on the mic, but he should be joining us. That's good to see. Love it. Hey, so uh, one thing that was mentioned there, right, is that the uh, the liquidation of the account that can happen um, as far as, you know, you're not going to be able to just let your account run down to zero and then close it out. Like, it will start to be closed for you, um, which I think is a very interesting aspect and something to keep in mind. It almost, like would motivate you to put those stop losses in order because I don't know about anybody else out there. I like to make my own trades. I don't want somebody else liquidating for me. Right. So, you know, you put your stop losses in, you respect them and uh, your account should be, you know, you should be managing your risk in your account just fine. Um, so this is great guys. Um, I was wondering if there is a specific topic, like, so we've got a lot of folks that are going to be brand new to this and we've talked about, you know, you want to do your homework for sure. Um, but then, you know, once you start getting into things, is there like a great topic to dive into, maybe do even a future space on around futures investing? Like, is there a transition you do from minis to micros or, um, you know, is delving into certain uh, areas that maybe are less familiar? Just curious what you guys' thoughts are there. I kind of threw it out to everybody, so I feel like... Uh, <laughs> you know, put put you all on the spot. But yeah, I mean, if there's, you know, I don't know if tomorrow, for example, FMO, FOMC, you know, is that a reason to um, be getting, you know, kind of slow, cautious this evening and slowing down? Or do you guys actually trade differently around these events? Or is it just more price action? Because like we've been talking about, that's really all you're dealing with with futures trading. Do you guys prefer to not have events and, and actually have nothing distraction, no distractions, um, or do you like to have a little bit more volatility? So any preferences along those lines? I think the volatility is great. You know, what we, what you can see, uh, and in any market, but we, we definitely saw it today, you know, during earnings, during any high impact uh, event, you know, the, the book can get real thin, you know, and you can get, uh, you know, the, the bid ask spread can get really separated. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, a high impact time. So, you know, if you have to, you know, if you're in doubt or a newer trader, it's probably best just to watch and you know, see how price price reacts. Uh, and if you do, you know, end up trading it, it's got to be with smaller size, especially, especially if you're, you're just, um, 
starting out because you know those things can just move quicker than you know especially if you're on the uh the uh the nas it can move faster than uh you know than you can blink an eye uh so um but but one thing that i think is great and also you know and if sure if you get any market you know you know how to trade the the, the, the basics the fundamentals you can trade um uh, but the thing that's great about futures that i really like it's you know in those chop markets we can really take advantage of moves that people that trade options can't you know you can make a grand a couple of hundred dollars whatever depending on your sizing with 30 points it's like a wiggle on 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 the uh on the spy or qqq where a futures trader can take advantage of that so there that's another great um you know uh how should i say um like a benefit yeah 100 percent. so you got a lot of a lot of benefits here that i'm hearing about and honestly you guys like you're, you're gonna be what tips me over i've been listening to uh some of you get getting down thursday mornings i think it is it's wednesday or thursday my day's mix yeah that's the one and i've been kind of lurking and listening and learning and so it's been good yeah, because go. it's a quick See, transition just on this little wiggle i'm up i'm almost up 400 dollars, 420 now just on yep. just within dropping a come out granted i'm i'm a bit heavy because it's after hours and it's you know it's very slow but i mean that's what do you need more than that? $400, take it, you're done, you're done for the day. So that's a perfect point, right? So anybody who's been following me knows that one of the things I talk about a lot is, you know, you're trying to do this around working a nine to five. And if you're able to work from home, there's ways to do, you know, get some trading in during the day, um, you know, lunch breaks, not having to commute, getting in before and power hour, you know, all the different things you can, you can do to take advantage of working from home. But if you can't work from home, you get you can only trade like this time of the day or maybe very early in the day. I mean, futures is something that that's one of the big benefits, right? It's it's available. And not only is it available, but the, the amount of time you need is not necessarily you don't need to sit here for hours all the time. Right. Because you've got these moves. They do um, they do make a big like like I'm staring at this chart. Just go ahead and pull up. The micro e-mini NASDAQ 100, right, futures, it's a MNQ. Um, I have to do forward slash just depending on where you're looking it up. And you can see, like, the, the candle ticked down. Um, as Shark was mentioning. Yeah. Yep. And so that's a that's enough of a move to make you a few hundred dollars in just a matter of minutes. Um, and so what does that mean, right? That means you also need to be adjusting your stop losses because it could go the other way. And so you need to trade accordingly. And I think... Um, if you're, you know, if you're looking to, to, some people, you know, like to get more disciplined by putting yourselves in, uh, tougher spots. It's not recommended for most, but that's how this kind of feels, right? You're, you're going to put yourself in a situation where, uh, you'll be punished if you don't follow, you know, a tight trading plan, go in, execute and follow the plan without, you know, deviating and, and violating your rules. Like this is the kind of trading that'll really reward you for doing all the right things and can punish you, you know, the other way around. So if you're learning, like we said, you know, start with a small account or try, you know, some of these prop trading firms, you know, great ideas there. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of benefits to be had. So I, I wanted to bring this up and, and have a space about it. I think we're gonna have to do more and possibly pick a spot. You guys can help me uh, pick some good spots where we get some good trading action 
I am not going to conflict with the Wolfpack, though. You know, I, I am a full supporter, right for his newsletter. So we'll work around his schedule. But if there's other spots that aren't being filled right now, um, yeah, let's talk about it because it'd be great to get some uh, live trading going and get some more uh, knowledge shared with the, the audience out there. So I got a question for the uh, the futures guys here. Um, you know, like what do you feel that um, certain times of day have more opportunity than others? You know, like. I, I, I can, I can assume that, um, you know, trading from, uh, you know, midnight to 4 a.m. or something typically is like there, there's a low, low opportunity. But, you know, like what t what time do you guys trade? Have you ever traded, you know, for a, for a full session, a few full future session, essentially a day? Like uh, what, what, what do you guys um, sort of how do you guys t typically operate? Stocks, go ahead, buddy. Hey, yeah, so for futures trading, there's you know there's three time zones that we trade in, right? We have the Asian market, we have the London market, and then we have the New York New York market. So, um, and then within that, you know, they label it with you know the kill zones and whatnot because it correlates with the forex market. So, um, the Asian market opens up at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and that goes until about midnight, and then London opens around 2 a.m. Um, New York time, and that goes until about 5 a.m. and then you have the New York kill zone around 7 a.m. to about um, pre-market, which is about 9 a.m. and then we have um, RTH in trading. So um, just like somebody said earlier, like for futures market, you know, we essentially could trade 23.5, but um, the you know the time frames I just listed are pretty much when the action happens um, for futures, and that's when most people will start trading. Sure, sure. Um, and so that's that's kind of the thing. So you know six. PM open, there's a lot of um, volatility within the first like 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then it kind of tapers off and it slows down. And then once 8 PM opens with the Asian market, you'll see another spike of volatility and whatnot. And then you'll see, you know, slow down a little bit. And then um, around 2, 3 AM New York time um, in the morning is when you'll see London kick in and that's when it starts to pick up. Um, and then London session offers a lot more liquidity and movement in my opinion than the Asian session. And obviously, nothing trumps the New York session. Very nice rundown. So did you right, New York City, baby? Did you guys get a lot of? Uh, I assume you were ready at if four p.m. today for futures, right? You're ready to uh, to catch that dump on the downside here. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes, Paul. <laughs> but that's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul, the futures close at four, and you can keep trading them till four forty-five. But like most of the volume was out of them by four, and um, you know, there's a lot of whippiness when the earnings are coming out, and uh, you know, it's really probably not a good idea to trade it. AMD was actually positive, negative, positive, negative, and then it took a while for them to get confluence. And then I'm like, I'm done. So it was more when the six o'clock market opened, I knew that they were, they had already dumped and that the AMD and uh, AMD was down five. I think I, I can't see where it is now, but it was down 5%. And, uh, and what else was down? Um, Meta wasn't, but it was AMD. Oh, uh, so from high to low here, I'm looking at MNQ, uh, just just on the 15 minute chart here. 
Uh, Microsoft was down, yeah. Okay, yeah. It looks like AMD closed around 160. So if you see, the, the next trade in MNQ was at 6 o'clock. I bought that opening. Okay, nice. Uh, and it ran in four minutes. It ran fifty points. So like in, in four minutes. So I'm looking at like four p.m. to like four four forty five p.m. Um, three fifteen minute candles here. Uh, it dropped. You know, MNQ from from high to low dropped like hundred thirty seven points or something. Um, right. So, but but you guys, that's not something that you would really want to be involved in because it's so wicky up and down. I guess um, it's really whippy yeah. and wicky and. Like it looks so smooth when you look at the yeah, chart, especially with the fifteen minute, it looks it, nice. But uh, yeah, and in between that, there was a lot of like, you know, you know, and I was actually, I was like, sometimes you just have to sit back and watch and get confluence, and and you know, you can't you can't just jump in, um, and you know, you, you sell the wrong candle and you're done. Sure, you know what I mean. Yep. You sell the yep. bottom one of those candles, you're you're toasted. I like that. So that's, that's so, really good. Uh, sounds like really good uh, risk management there. Like, okay. You want, yeah, yeah. You have to look for a proper setup, you know, it, it's definitely like in the morning when we open at nine 30, I'm on spaces and you know, it's, it's nine 35 and, and everybody's got a position at nine 40. And I'm like, how do these guys do this? Sure. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of watching how the market opens and, and seeing what's going on and seeing where all the stocks are trading, all the techs are trading and trying to get a feel for hedge pressure and some other things that I look at, get some confluence. So with, so when there's like um, a lot of volatility, you're not necessarily trying to just get into a position because you know, it could turn against you real quick. So. Yeah. yeah and I'm looking for, I'm not like in the volatility is like, you can buy 10, you can, you can buy, when you, take a position on my initial positions. Usually I trade in 10 lots. So you buy 10, you can be down 10 points on that 10 in, in 30 yep. seconds. Yep. So, you know, and then you're like, Oh gosh, you know, and then you, and then you're adding and you're like, what am I adding for? I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So, that you're, you get in that death spiral of averaging down, averaging down kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which is just that's how to lose money quickly. How to, so, how, that's how to blow up your account one on one, right there. Right, and, and, and when you buy a position and it goes in your favor, you should never let it go against you. And it, it, there's a difference between entering a position and exiting. So once you enter into full position, you never and, it, and it, you're up some money. You should never let it go against you. You know, I, I usually I swing trade these a lot during the day. So I'll be cutting some, adding back, you know, during the day. Um, and then but I always have a full port stop like I'm out. And like if, if usually if I'm up, if I have a profit of, let's say, three or four hundred dollars, you know, up a hundred, I'm out or up, you know, up three tick, three points from where I'm my if I'm up. 20 points and I'm like, I'm letting this run. I have a stop order three points from where my average purchase was. So if the, if wicks down and takes me out, I've still made three points. So I've covered my bases. Um, but I I've seen guys, believe me, I've seen guys just sit there and watch the red candle go down and freeze and not do anything, you know, and most screens have a bailout button where you can just bail out. But you know it's nice. it's not yeah. a game for you have to have a you have to have a, a 
you have to have a calm disposition and you have to um, love it a little. It's like fire. Um, but, you know, you can get burned by it pretty quickly. Sure, yeah. Yes, yeah, so <clears throat> we keep on hitting this uh, 35. It just won't break. So, let's see. Oh, Say again, sir. Those 35. Keep looking at the 435. Just looking for it to break. Nice. Got it. Yeah, got it, it won't break, though. So, we'll just, just be careful. Let's see if it can actually let it go. You guys usually trade the, you know, so as far as using uh, charts and candles, are you utilizing just one minute candles or? Um, I is actually, it very, I'm sorry. I, I use, I don't, I never look at one minute candles ever. I look at five minute candles for entries. I'm looking at 15s, 30s, hourlies, dailies, supply and demand, candlesticks. Um, uh, so I look for a confluence RSI, volume, um, volume profile. So I look at like 17 different things, but, but I've been looking at them for a long time. So I'm used to it. And I don't need confluence in all those things. You'd never trade, but I just want, uh, as, as Sharky says, the risk reward has to be in your favor in order to enter a trade. And you only know that by doing it and to find some confluence. And I know Sharky's very good at it. And stocks after dark is very good at it. He's a sniper. It's unbelievable. And, and I, I haven't traded with him, but I've seen him trade. And I used to have 50 traders work for me. And I, he, he tutors a lot of people. And uh, he knows how to snipe a trade. That's awesome. And he, he takes it and walks away. Mark, he's well, like a fucking assassin. Yeah, like if you get greedy. He is an assassin. And he's not greedy, is, is what it sounds like. No. No, not at all. He's an assassin. <laughs> there like you the go, Sharky. Yeah. They're going to break here. Come on, you bastards. I love that. So, Let's try. So do you guys, um, you trade MNQ, you trade ES. Do you guys trade like gold futures or uh, you know, like pork belly futures or, or anything? Like, like, do you guys trade anything like uh, the feeder cattle. Fr frozen orange juice <laughs> concentrate? You, you guys tra <laughs> trade that? Yeah, Eddie Oil. Murphy. Oils. Orange juice. We're trading orange juice. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> trading places. <laughs> Open that back up. <laughs> That's a classic. No, you know, for, for me, I have my wheelhouse. But, you know, today, actually, I traded a little Dow. I was unfortunately late to the party. And I think, you know, like any kind of uh, market, you know, you want it depending on whether you're trying to go long or short. You know, I was I was not really happy with how I traded today. We, we, both me and Frank said a couple times, you know, we're trying to long the, the wrong market. You know, because there was a there was a strong divergence today between ES YM, which is the Dow. Um, they were holding up way better. Oil was strong today. So you know, CL, which I have traded before. Um, so you know, if you see find a market that, and that's why it is good to have you know at least at least you know three or four markets that you you have mapped out and you have a potential game plan for, because you you don't know what what the day is really going to uh to bring and i just you know when i was doing my review earlier i was just really upset with myself especially how long i've been doing it trying to to long nq which is my normal you know wheelhouse where there were just better markets to be long in today uh and um but to have that recognition that's the same thing right you, you have apple choppy but maybe microsoft's catching a bit or you know if uh if if um you know, tech is weak, you know, you might look over to the, uh, 
to the to whatever another market you know whatever it might be evs might be pumping that day you know go where the trend is to strength or weakness instead of trading some range bound crap that's beautiful stuff guys this is a uh, yeah, right, yeah look, i was just gonna say right as right as mentioned there you go right, so check it out Check out MNQ and then go check out the orange juice markets. Make sure you figure out what it is you like to trade. It's good. It's a great, great reference. Yeah, I've, trade, um, I've traded CL. I've traded oil. I've traded gold. Um, uh, oil to me is a widow maker. Sometimes I, I, I try to stay away from it. You have to have a strong conviction. If there's something, if there's a story I'm following, you know, like, you know, oil might have a trade underneath it later tonight or tomorrow morning. But that's uh, macro and that's Middle East stuff, right? Um, and that really, that trade has not, oil has not really gotten uh, legs underneath it from the fear of, uh, you know, a, a, a further problem in the Middle East with us being involved. Um, so, but I think at some point it's going to, the way things are headed. I just heard the... Uh... Order filled. I'm hearing the orders filling. Yeah, That's maybe not as much as I should, but we'll see. <laughs> nice. I did, so, you, because you got this break, that 435 break? Yeah. Nice. Yep, I got it pulled up here. If anybody's uh, just kind of following along, check out MNQ. Um, it's interesting to watch. It's a little bit, you know, there's a lot of similarities and a little bit of difference from trading. Well, the volume's kind of picking up a little bit here on the breaks. Yeah. And there's oh, look, at uh, look at it going. Yep. There there's goes. some people that trade M and Q as a hedge against their equity positions. Yeah, like, get into that a little bit more. Trade. They they'll swing it, which I think is kind of crazy. But like you know, um, I wouldn't you know without stop orders anyway. But yeah, they'll they'll put they'll keep them for a few weeks. So in other words, they're hedging their position, their long position. Um, yeah, they might sell, yeah, they might sell, you know, six MNQ against the uh, equity position that they're, uh, you know, feel that's a little bit pricey. That's interesting. And they don't want to sell the stock. So instead of selling calls or covered calls, they'll sell some MNQs against Yeah, them. tax advantage, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, the taxes on uh, futures is 60-40. 60 long-term, 40 short-term. Yeah. So, so yeah, just, a little bit of benefit. I just there. had to pull it up. OJ, symbol OJ for uh, frozen <laughs> concentrate orange juice futures is up fourteen percent over the last three days. That's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. So if there's any OJ traders out there, it broke out of its uh, downward channel and it's ripping up. I uh, I, I put it in the uh, the cryon up top there. <laughs> Well, actually, during, remember, you know, when inflation was really peaking, orange juice was one of the things that was just ripping to high heaven. Um, you know, so it's, you know, it's also, you know, futures gives you those also interesting opportunities like that, um, that, you know, I didn't even think of. And, and I think the, the margin on orange juice is actually very expensive. But, um, you know, it also helps you kind of think about that market in, in a completely different way, you know, because obviously they all are connected. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, you had, you know, a lot of the commodities and, 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 uh, and certainly those things like orange juice and, um, you know, even, I think, I don't know if there was a lumber market or, or whatnot. Um, 
but I remember that rallying quite a bit um, back, maybe was it two years ago? Remember all the memes? Everyone was posting like, show me a million dollars, and they would just have like a bunch of stacks of wood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just for hilarious. Cartons of egg. Yeah, a bunch of eggs, a bunch of OJ. So, so that's a great point too. The, the ability to trade these different markets and, and being familiar with it. It's interesting you mentioned widow making is is along the lines of uh, I think Frankie said for the oil markets because I think a lot of people will be super interested in trading oil, right? Because it's just in the in the news and it seems like oh yeah, that's something I'm familiar with. There's just so much more to oil besides the price. Right. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. gonna say it's very data driven. You gotta be like it's almost oh, like yeah. getting into um if you're a biotech trader, right? Because you gotta be in you, you gotta fi find out about all the oil reports, what the inventory, the OPEC, what they're doing. And they have all these different releases oh, that you might if you're not aware of, you can lose your shirt and um fill those orders. You know, I know yeah. <laughs> I know uh, one uh, woman who's fantastic, Chai Girl. She's just like an oil specialist, um, and she she just kills it. Um, but she's very meticulous in, in having all that data and being really um, being really astute and abreast with what's everything that's going on. Right, not a casual observer uh, for trading the oil market. Oil no, I mean if it's trending like today, I, you know, I didn't notice anything. I know we have OPEC report later in the week. But today it was just a nice trend, you know, and if I see that sometimes I'm posting some from, I don't know if you know that show, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but yeah. it's a funny episode where he's like, we're, we're a couple of oil men in from Dallas, you know, and they're trying to start their own gas station because <laughs> of rising gas prices and, um, and it can be a great trade, you know, and of course I do the MCL because, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, you want to mitigate your risk and. Yeah, dude, shout out to Always Sunny. That is the one of the best shows out there. It's hilarious. Um, anyways, yeah, good stuff. So this has been super informative. Again, everybody, if you're not already following the panel, be sure to give them a follow. Like, just learning a ton here on the space. And if you have questions, like, um, you know, where to maybe start off or where to go to learn more about futures trading feel free to dm me and i will gather that information i am not the specialist but you know i'm connected with all these guys here and uh you know through wolf financial he's got a lot of different uh, suggestions i'm sure as well so i will you know reach out to them i'm sure these guys wouldn't mind you reaching out to them individually but i don't want to volunteer that necessarily so if you want dm me and i'll gladly gather that intel but um, yeah, this has been uh, fantastic. A lot of great info, you guys. I don't want to keep you any longer than necessary because I know it's been a, a long day. But anything you want to add on to the end here? Any uh, parting words that maybe we missed? Any anything that you would say for anybody getting into futures trading? You know, I think we hit we hit the high notes as far as you know. It's it's similar. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also the the real um, risk management aspect to it where, you know, you'll be rewarded for having that right risk management approach and you'll be punished likewise if you don't. Um, but otherwise, you know, getting into prop firms, see the exposure first um, where you can maybe take a little bit less risk. Um, what else? What am, what am I not thinking of, guys? Anything else? I think you're right. Baby steps if you're getting into this. Um, you know, don't don't go too hard. Quick. You know, this trading, uh, like any type of trading is a marathon and, and it's all built built on iterative knowledge, iterative uh, 
you know, process making, making up your system, whatever it is. So uh, just, just take it slow. Uh, Cause it's, it's way too easy to just, um, you know, blow up your account in, in any type of trading. Uh, so I just wanted to say, yeah, all these people are awesome. Give them a follow, uh, you know, appreciate, appreciate all of you listening at, at 9 PM Eastern standard time uh, on a week, weeknight. So it's, it's awesome that everyone's here trying to learn, try to better themselves. It's, um, it's great. So yeah, give all these wonderful, uh, generous people a follow. Thank Thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, Paul, you're one of the best, man. Appreciate you being on. And I uh, couldn't have said that better myself. Socks after dark. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, no, those, hey, Nate, thank you for getting oh, this uh, scheduled, man. This was, I really learned a lot today from all these uh, speakers. Yeah. Um, Sharky, Stock After Dark. Thanks, guys. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. Stocks After Dark, anything you want to add before we sign off? Uh, no, just Nate, thanks for hosting this. Um, you know, it's great. Like I said, it's always a great crew. Um, like you said, if everybody that's joined, you know, follow everybody here. You know, um, Wolf is a great lead for everything, and um, we'll post this space literally every single day, every single hour of the of each day. So, catch it if you can because there's always great info. Um, again, wonderful cast of crew, even some people in the crowd listening is a, is a good follow too. So, again, thank you. Agree. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Shout out to Jaws. I see you out there. Sharky, thanks for joining. Appreciate you as well. You guys share a lot of great yeah, knowledge. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. We have to do this again. I'll be uh, checking out your spaces as well. You guys, if you don't know, Shark's got some spaces going, as I believe. If I'm not mistaken, Shark, maybe I'm thinking of catching you on Wolf Spaces, but regardless, man, it's always dropping good knowledge. So, uh, check check these guys out, and uh, I'll be, again, dropping this in the newsletter tomorrow. So if you missed anything, you'll be able to catch the recording. We'll be back tomorrow evening, same time, 8 Eastern, talking about building wealth. So we do this every Tuesday, Wednesday. Be sure to check that out. And uh, Wednesdays, we talk about building wealth. Tomorrow will be how to get unstuck, right? Sometimes you get in the spot, and you're like, I just can't make any progress. You're in a rut. And so we've got a bunch of experienced individuals who, you know, are building their own thing. Some that have already built their own thing and they know exactly how to get out of these spots. So be sure to tune in and check that out. You know, it kind of reminds me if you're trading and maybe you're getting tired of dealing with options decay and you're like, I just got to stop doing this. And I just listened to Sharky talk about going short MNQ and I'm watching it dump below 430. Like maybe I should pivot over to trading futures, right? That's kind of stuff we're going to be talking about and uh, a lot more, honestly. I'm just joking around a little bit, but yeah, love to see it. Good luck trading you guys and uh, we'll catch you out there. Thanks for tuning in everybody. And thanks to this panel again for sharing your time and your knowledge. Catch you guys soon. Thanks, Nate. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, thanks guys.